everybody, welcome back to the Sunny Day Review. I'm Brian. I'm Jillian. Jillian, how you doing? I'm good, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm, I'm really excited because we're, we're about to talk about a very silly episode of Buffy. Oh my god. Um, so in this episode, we're covering episodes 17 and 18 of season 4. Mm -hmm. And we're starting off with Superstar. Originally aired April 4th, 2000, written by Jane Espenson and directed by David Grossman. We start off with Buffy and the gang fighting vampires in an extremely sloppy fashion. This is, uh, so, uh, right off the bat, something's a little bit off about this. Buffy, yeah. like, I think Willow throws a stake to Buffy and she bobbles it and then picks it up and, like, stabs the vampire like this. It's just, it's bad. Buffy's not on her game. Um, no. So the the group go, uh, they follow the vampires into a nest. There are uh, only five vampires there, but they don't think they can take them out. So uh, Buffy's just very meek and not Buffy at all. It's, it's and like not strange. confident. Yeah. So the Scoobies go to get help from Jonathan. <laughs> So, uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> so, Jonathan's back. He has his own, like, secret agent music and a mansion. Mm -hmm. um, and then we get to the theme song, which is the regular theme song, but cut with extra clips of Jonathan doing stuff. And I think my favorite part is at the end, um, he gets, like, a basically, like, an angel, like, walk, like, flip the jacket, like, oh, slow yeah. motion thing. It's, it's very strange, but I funny. have to imagine that this is, like, Joss really flexing his, like, showrunner muscles mm. and being like, yeah, remember when um, back in season one I wanted to have a special um, a special opening credits that had Jesse in it to make people think that he was going to be right. around for a while? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, now they've done, what, two, three, or two episodes in a row with different opening credits because mm. the last, for Who Are You, they had um, Elijah Dushku in there yeah. as Buffy. Mm -hmm. um, and for this one, Jonathan gets, like, special opening credits. So right. this is definitely, like, Joss making up for season one when he, he was told he couldn't do that because it was too expensive. Yeah, he's definitely, he has the clout now to do what he mm -hmm. wants. Um, so... Back at Giles' apartment, Buffy is being trained by Jonathan, who is very confident and a skilled fighter. And it's established that he's better than the Scoobies at all of their various jobs. When he, um, Willow, like, looks up the schematics of the crypt that the nest mm -hmm. is in, and then he's like, oh, hold on, let me look at this, and, like, does, like, computer, you know, hacking, and is like, here, I can get in from this way. Yeah. So... The gang plus Jonathan go back to the nest. Jonathan breaks through the ceiling because it's glass. And Buffy kills two vampires but lets one get away. Jonathan kills the other three, including the one that Buffy lets get away. Mm -hmm. And when they go outside, there's paparazzi. <laughs> like, Jonathan, over here, over here. And he's, like, posing <laughs> and stuff. Oh, man. And he's talking about how vampires are evil creatures who like to hide in the shadows that he calls out Spike for doing that. So, like, in this universe, it seems that Spike has a rivalry with Jonathan and doesn't even know Buffy, like, at all. Yeah. Super weird. 
Um, they trade barbs, but it, Buffy's not as witty as she usually is. <laughs> no. Um, so as you cut to Willow and Tara hanging out, they're making like a shrine to Jonathan while catching up. <laughs> it's so bizarre. It really is. Um, then we cut to Riley and Buffy hanging out. Um, Riley's still recovering from his wounds, which at this point kind of feels like just an excuse to uh, show him shirtless <laughs> more often in the show. Um, and there's a really... It, it f- yeah. Buffy tries to shoot a basketball and she misses. Um, she's just very down on herself. And also his poster on the wall has been replaced with Jonathan, like dunking a basketball. <laughs> it's so great. Um, so Buffy goes and seeks advice from Jonathan at the espresso pump. Um, while they're there, Jonathan keeps getting like swarmed by fans asking him to sign a book including this one fan, Karen. Um, Jonathan actually does give, like, pretty decent advice to Buffy. Um, oh, yeah. So, and I also think that, like, Buffy blaming Riley for the situation is pretty unfair, but, you know. So it's Buffy blaming Riley for the situation that happened with Faith? Yeah. So um, what happened last episode with, essentially, Riley and Buffy both being raped by Faith, in a way? Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, she she holds it against Riley because she's like, he should have known that it wasn't me. Yeah. And Jonathan's like, he had no reason to think that it wasn't you. Right. So. It's tough. It's yeah. tough situation. Yeah. Um, in the background, there's a billboard of Jonathan, which is another little thing. Um, at the initiative, there's a new boss. Um, and he brings in Jonathan as a consultant. <laughs> and Jonathan is just so short compared to all the dude bros in the in the initiative. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, what's really crazy about this episode is Jonathan gives them how to kill Adam. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> he tells like, everyone. He pulls up, go. like, Adam's schematics. Yeah. It was it was Professor Walsh's project in the initiative. They should have already had that. Right. So Jonathan tells everyone that Adam is powered by a uranium power source that needs to be destroyed, and that's the only way to kill him. Um, he doesn't need to eat. He's just, you know, powered by this. At Jonathan's mansion, um, Karen from earlier is trying to spy on him, but she gets chased off by a very hideous monster with obscenely long arms and like a like a symbol on his forehead mm-hmm. or something yeah so riley and jonathan have a heart-to-heart about what's happening between him and buffy uh at, and he gives good advice again honestly yeah um at the bronze xander and anya arguing over anya moaning jonathan's name during sex uh, jonathan takes takes the stage and dedicates a romantic song to Buffy and Riley. They have a slow dance and seemingly like make up with one another. The whole gang is smitten with him. In fact, Anya and Xander leave to go have sex. So the, the quote there is uh, Anya's like, Xander? And Xander's like, yeah, let's go have sex now. And Xander's like, yeah, okay. 
Um, Karen arrives at the bronze. Jonathan stops the band and they all go back to Jonathan's mansion for some reason. And then Karen tells, um, everyone about the monster and the big symbol, uh, on the monster's forehead that clearly freaks Jonathan out. Mm -hmm. Um, Jonathan clearly doesn't want anyone to looking into the monster as he, and he tells, them that it's really nothing to worry about and he'll take care of it um adam and a vampire have a conversation about jonathan adam points out how wrong this is and how jonathan has put a spell on everything and he says that his magic being used is unstable corrosive and will lead to chaos at the mansion jonathan has a pair of twins that he seems to be involved with at the same time which is a lot um and after he's, just, taking, he's, he's got it all. He does. He's got all the answers. He's got <laughs> all the talent. Um, as he goes to join them in bed, he takes his shirt off, and we see that he has the same symbol as the monster on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. After walking back to the dorms with Buffy and Willow, Tara breaks off to go to her own dorm because they don't, you know, live the same place. Um, while she goes into that dorm, she's attacked by the monster, and she uses magic to distract it but is forced to hide in the closet all night from it. Um, The next morning, Tara fills Buffy and Willow in on what attacked her, revealing that Jonathan was wrong about the dangers of the monster and that he obviously hadn't taken care of it. So Buffy goes to visit Xander and look through his stuff. Uh, Xander's not home, but Anya is, and she's just like, uh, I guess you can come in. (laughs) It's fine. Uh, Xander has posters and comics of Jonathan all over the place. Um, well, Xander isn't there. Anya and Buffy talk about how suspicious it is that Jonathan is good at everything and even better at killing than Buffy is. Anya lets Buffy know about the possibility of alternate realities um, by using, like, say you like shrimp. You could have a, a reality entirely of shrimp or without shrimp. Or you could have a reality where Jonathan's a useless mouth breather. <laughs> but don't... It's not just like, but don't expect me to want to live there. <laughs> well, and uh, it should be said that the uh, world of just shrimp and world without shrimp mm. uh, are referenced over on Angel at some point. Yeah. <laughs> um. So... The Scoobies minus Jonathan meet to discuss how Jonathan is maybe too perfect. Uh, We find out that he's done all the great things that Buffy's actually done, such as smashing Mm -hmm. the master's bones and killing the mayor. No one really believes her, especially Xander's like super against believing this because Jonathan's like his hero. Um, Mm -hmm. Except for Riley, who's just kind of like, you know, uh, I mean, I trust Buffy. Like, she's pretty amazing. Like, if she thinks this is a thing, it's probably a thing. He's also um, trying to win some brownie points back because she's so true, mad at him. True, true. There's also the funny part where um, <laughs> Buffy's like, "She, I don't get it. He starred in The Matrix, but he never left town. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How is he doing literally everything right. and is everywhere at once? Right. Oh, man. So she, has, she says, Giles, you have a Jonathan swimsuit calendar, right? <laughs> I was like, um, no. And then she's like, what? And he's like, it was a gift. 
And they pull it out and they see that Jonathan has the same symbol on his shoulder as the monster. Mm-hmm. Um, Jonathan comes and he's like, oh, can Mr. July be a part of this conversation? <laughs> and he explains that he's fought the monster before and he loses his powers and gets confused whenever the monster is near him. Buffy says, well, that's fine. Like, we can go after it together. Like, I'll help you when if you lose your powers. They go to find out where the monster is, and they go to Spike for answers. Spike tries to intimidate Buffy, but Jonathan actually, like, steps up and, like, throws him against the things. Like, don't, like, talk to her that way. Um, but then Spike's like, oh, yeah, I don't know where the monster is. And Jonathan's like, whoop, doesn't know where it is. And then Buffy, like, is actually like, hey, you're relying on Butcher's uh, blood, right, to live. Would be terrible if the the weren't allowed to sell you any, wouldn't it? And then Spike's just like, okay, fine. I heard about some vampires who got run out of a cave by something up here. Uh, so Buffy's, like, becoming more herself as this yeah. episode goes on, basically. Um, at Giles, they're researching the mark and figure out that Jonathan did an augmentation spell, and the monster is the manifestation of that because in Buffy, of course, like the magic always has to have like a counterbalance to it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a funny scene where uh, they're talking about like magic, and Sanders like, "Yeah, you can't just say like." I think it was like Inferno or Flamo or something and expect and then the book he's holding lights on fire and he has to like close it super quick. <laughs> and Jazz is like speak Latin around the books. Yeah, yeah. So funny. Oh man. <laughs> so they're worried that Jonathan won't want Buffy to destroy the monster because then he'll turn back to normal. Mm-hmm. At the cave, they're both standing over a giant pit pit and Buffy's like, fall down that, you'll be dead for a while. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a funny line and Buffy's like and Jonathan's like yeah and then it looks like he wants to like push Buffy in but he doesn't do it and then the monster attacks um, Jonathan's like holding the monster back but he's like Buffy you can you have to take it on she's like I don't think I can he's like yes you can like I've seen you be able to do this before he's like but the more you injure the monster the less powerful I'll become so I can't help you basically mm-hmm the monster and Buffy fight. The monster almost pushes Buffy into the pit. And then Jonathan finally like grows some balls and shoves the monster into the pit and reverses the spell himself to save Buffy. The next morning, everyone's hanging out in the quad. Jonathan visits Buffy. He apologizes. He didn't really know what he was doing. Um, he says he learned the spell from ther- someone in his therapy group. And that person just glossed right over the monster part of the spell. <laughs> Um, Buffy really lays into him about how irresponsible, you know, this whole thing was and how people, you know, shouldn't have had their minds influenced by a spell and how unfair that is and all that. Yeah. Um, Jonathan says the advice that he gave Buffy about Riley was real and he thinks it's good. He says, what you have is really complicated, but it's worth it. Um, Buffy and Riley end the episode by making out and she moans Jonathan's name <laughs> and then they stare at each other and the episode ends. <laughs> so so what do you think? Watch, pass, and what's your rating for this one? This is not an episode that I return to mm. like unless I'm doing a watch through. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it, it's a pass for me. I mean, it's it's a funny episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, Danny Strong is an amazing actor. He mm-hmm. is a he is an incredibly talented writer. Um, yeah, we were, were talking last night. His life is really <laughs> like superstar now. He has all these Emmys, all these other awards for his writing. Like yep. he's killing it. He's a what? What was it like? Co-producer of Empire. Uh, or, yeah. Yeah, and then he actually wrote the last two Mockingjay movies, mm-hmm. um, and a couple other things. And he's he has a long list of awards to his name. Like Danny Strong, you are you are doing you, and you are doing a fantastic job. Yeah. Um. Uh, he was actually in Gilmore Girls for yes. for a little bit. He played yeah. a Paris's boyfriend Doyle and was hysterical. He's a great actor. Um, he is. He really he, is. Yeah. Me not really liking this episode has nothing to do with his talent or anything like that. It's really just like, this is a kind of bizarre <clears throat> tangent away from the storylines that we already had going. Mm-hmm. Um, although it does have some ripple effects where, like, you know, he brings up the uranium battery yeah. that's in Adam that can help. Like, that was totally just like a, we don't know how to introduce this. Because, like, for them to get that information, they'd have to go back into the uh, the initiative. Riley's questioning everything from the initiative right now. Buffy and the Scoobies have nothing to do with the initiative and aren't mm. going to be allowed back in. How do we, like, this was definitely like an ex machina, let's throw a bunch yep. of information in somehow. Yep. Um, but it's it's not one that I'm like, oh my god, you have to watch Superstar. It's like, no. Yeah. No, so would you give it for a rating? Five. Five. I give it a seven. I'm a little more upbeat on this episode. I think it's fun. I really like Danny Strong, though, so I think that helps a lot. Um, it's just a silly, like, detour. I think you're right yeah. to say, like, you don't have to watch it if you don't want to. No. All right. Next episode, Where the Wild Things Are. Oh, boy. All right. So, originally okay, aired April gonna... 20. Yeah. I'm going to come out and say I don't like this episode. Yeah, I, I don't like it at all. <laughs> when I was taking notes for it, I was like, all right, superstar, fun, whatever. Next episode, I was like, oh, it's this episode. Ugh. It's like, <laughs> right, I don't really do want to talk about this episode. This episode's kind of icky. I don't have too many notes for it, so let's get started. Oh. All right, Where the Wild Things Are, Season 4, Episode 18, originally aired April 25th, 2000, written by Tracy Forbes, directed by David Solomon. It is the horniest episode of Buffy ever um so we start off with buffy beating on a vampire she's also wearing the world's shiniest pants for some reason um because 90s which is not yeah no no 2000s yeah early 2000s riley jumps in and helps but uh jimin jumps in on the side of the vampire so it's 2v2 riley ends up staking the vampire while buffy kills the demon they're worried about the demon and vampire teaming up and agree to tell Giles, you know, first thing in the morning. They go back and have sex. Um, Riley wakes up in the middle of the night. There's a strange feeling coupled with ominous music. Uh, he goes into the bathroom. He's drawn to the tub. He pulls the curtain back and it's just like dripping normally. And then we go to the theme song. Xander has a new job as an ice cream truck driver. And Anya is with him. 
Anya thinks that since they didn't sleep together the night before, they're breaking up. Uh, they argue, and Xander says, all right, well, if you think that way, maybe you should just have sex right then. And he's, like, taking his shirt off, and they look over, and there's just a bunch of kids and their parents waiting for ice cream. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Um, the Scoobies... Like have that conversation. No. <laughs> the Scoobies <laughs> uh, meet to discuss the demon and vampire tag team. Riley says it's probably Adam bringing them together. He also says they're having a party and Giles is invited though Giles declines because he has something else to do at the espresso pump and that they shouldn't come it's an adult thing <laughs> um, Riley and Buffy leave to have sex uh, while doing so the other army bros are building a fire because you know it's California very cold mm -hmm. it's apparently an ice box in there uh, the fire explodes and one of them gets really badly burned Forrest has to, like, jump up and grab a banner and, like, stomp him out so he doesn't die from the fire. Um, elsewhere, Spike tries to scare Anya to rob her. Obviously, it doesn't work because Anya knows that he has the chip. So the pair just go to hang out at the bronze instead. It's, it's so funny, though, because he, like, jumps, like, she's, like, walking past the bronze, or walking to the bronze. He jumps out, and she's, like, Dude, you're not even bumpy anymore. Yeah. Like, you're not even trying to look scary. He's like, oh, he hold like, on. I can get it back. <laughs> He's oh, trying to rob her because he has no other way to make money. Right. Uh, oh, man. So, at the party, Buffy only has eyes for Riley. Like, people are saying stuff to her, and she's not paying attention at all. So, we cut back to the bronze. Uh, Spike and Anya are commiserating over their inability to kill anymore and the state of their various relationships. Back at the house, around or actually with the Spike and Anya thing, they have a pretty funny like thing. Anya's like, ah, like a year ago, I would have been able to like tear his intestines out and spread them all over town. And he's like, you know what? We should go. You should kill Xander. I should kill Drusilla. Like we should have our vengeance. And then they're both just like, uh, we don't really want to do that though. <laughs> um, back at the house, a random dudes hitting on a girl. Uh, he puts his hand on the wall of the house and starts basically having an orgasm while holding onto it. Um, this Xander, is a bizarre episode. Yeah. It's just so weird. I'm, I'm going through it pretty quickly because I'm not my favorite. Um, oh, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> Xander is hitting it off with a girl at the party. Um, Buffy asked Riley to take a look at her essay. They run up the stairs, and Graham's like, and I'm the one who got a D in covert ops. <laughs> and I wrote a terrible joke, but I was like, he's not the only one who's about to get a D in covert ops. <laughs> uh, anyways, more partygoers are feeling up the wall. <laughs> Tara, Willow, Tara and Willow are having a conversation. They go to hold hands, and then Tara's like, stop it. You're disgusting. And then she's like, oh, I don't know why I said that, and like runs away. Um, Anya brings Spike to the initiative house, much to Spike's dismay. <laughs> He's like, wait a second, I know these guys from somewhere. And she's like, oh yeah, they're the initiative soldiers. Their lab is where they do experiments, is right under this house. It's like, you brought me here? And then Xander comes over, he's like, you brought him here? And he's like, that's what I said, except I emphasized the here. <laughs> oh man. 
So Xander and Anya argue and break up. Xander then goes and joins a spin the bottle game with the girl he hit it off with. Uh, he spins the bottle and he ends up kissing her and then she like jumps him very aggressively and then gets really ashamed with herself and runs off and locks herself into a closet. Uh, Xander chases after her and sees that a bunch of people are having wallgasms. Uh, Willow's looking for Tara and finds a ghost drowning in the bathtub. She obviously can't save him because he's a ghost. As yep. things start to escalate, the gang try to get Buffy and Riley, but vines start to grow out from behind the door, preventing them. Xander wants they all run outside. Um, a ghost runs through Anya, the girl that um, Xander was making out with. Julie had cut all her hair off. They like get her out of there. Um, Xander wants to go back in to rescue Buffy and Riley. Spike volunteers to help. And he's like, yeah, it might not be your first choice. And Buffy may have tried to kill me a bunch of times. And I may hate all of you. But you know what? No, those are all pretty convincing reasons. And then he just leaves. He basically <laughs> talks himself out of helping. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So the gang go to the espresso pump and find Giles, who's singing really well. Oh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> such great voice. And everyone's just like shocked. Yeah. Everyone's shocked and Willow's like, now I remember why I had a crush on him. (laughs) He's singing, I think it's called Behind Blue Eyes. Mm. I think. Um, But I love Willow's line, now I remember why I used to have such a crush on him. Yeah, so good. (laughs) Going going back to like season one and two where uh, she had a picture of her and Giles in her locker. Yeah. um, (laughs) Oh, what was it? Something about... um, like oh what was it uh faith made a joke when when she first got sunnydale and was meeting uh giles and buffy and the whole gang she says about giles uh if i knew they came that young and cute i would have requested a transfer yeah and buffy says uh uh, all in the favor of ooh and buffy and xander both raise their hands willow does not right (laughs) oh man so Giles is obviously a little horrified that they showed up when he explicitly asked them not to. Uh, and so they go to research the house. They find that it was a um, host to emotionally disturbed teenagers from the Sunnydale area. They find out the lady who used to run it is still alive. So they go to visit her to see if they can get more information on what's happening. Turns out she's a crazy religious type who ran a very strict house where she basically tortured the kids. And Giles for having having any sort of uh, sexual urges or anything Mm -hmm. like that. She would uh, she did a lot of the things that we're seeing in the episode. Like she would try to baptize the kids by holding them down in the bathtub. Mm -hmm. Uh, She would cut off all their hair to make them not feel as vain anymore. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's it's. What is it supposed to be? It's supposed to be like all the repressed sexual energy of all these yeah. kids. And they decided to just, the college just bought the house and turned it into a frat house. <laughs> right. And like, this has never come up before. Yeah. Oh, man. So <laughs> she, yeah, so she basically tortured them. Her methods manifested a poltergeist from the adolescent emotions, like you said. Um, and this poltergeist was awakened by the honeymoon phase of Buffy and Riley's relationship. It is now powering itself off of them until it uses them up entirely. 
Um, Terra Willow and Giles do a spell to call forth tortured spirits um, and bring them out of the house, giving time for Xander and Anya to cut through all the vines that have grown out from under the door to try to get to Buffy and Riley. Eventually, though, they lose control of the spirits and they go back to the house. Xander's dragged away and starts to be drowned in a bathtub. Anya tries to go after him and gets stabbed straight up through the hand with a vine. But I guess Anya is very tough because she's just like, ow, okay, whatever, and rips it out. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, she's oh, eventually able to free the free Xander from the water. The pair fight their way through the vines and open the door. Once they do, the spell just, like, breaks. And Riley and Buffy are like, what the hell? And Buffy's like, hey, have you ever heard of knocking? And they both just look at each other and shake their heads and walk away. Oh, man. So the next morning, they're discussing the night before, and they're like, that's terrible. It's so disturbing. He was just singing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And then they also talk a little bit about how they made all this happen. And they had no control over themselves. And Will is like, yeah, it must have been terrible. And Buffy's like, oh, yeah, it was awful. And, like, she looks at Riley and the episode's end. <laughs> All right. Oh, boy. So what did you watch, Pass, and what's your rating on this one? Pass. Pass. Pass, pass to Canada. Okay. Get it away. <laughs> what did you give it for a rating? A two. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I give it a five. It has some funny moments, but I don't like this episode. It has some funny moments, but it has no impact on the story. Yeah. Nothing happens in this episode. It's just because what we failed to mention while going through all the events of this is they keep cutting back to Buffy and Riley getting oh, it yeah. on, and it's weird. It is. It's very, like, voyeur, kind of, and it's, mm -hmm. just, it's just a bizarre episode. And mm -hmm. the only good thing about this episode is is Giles singing. That is yeah. it. That is it. Agreed. So yeah, you guys don't have to watch this one. It sucks. <laughs> oh man. Very far away. <laughs> Jill, anything you want to promote before we head on out of here? If you're on board with me and want to get this episode away, hit me up on Twitter. I'm at Jillian underscore Swan. That's Swan with two ends. You can follow me on Twitter at the fake BMR, that's B-M-A-R-R. -R. You can follow the channel on Twitter at WG Everything on Instagram at Wicked View Everything on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Wicked Everything and on TikTok, search Wicked Everything. Thank you guys so much for watching and we'll see you in the next one. The Sunnydale Review is a Wicked Good Everything production. The fan art of Buffy was created by Fishbone Art. The logo was created by Tamar Kutab. The original intro and outro song was created by Alex Carl.